This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And he's muted. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I might be unmuted now. No, seriously, Joe said before that this would go perfectly. And this this has been... He's muted again. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to to Hull and Back, everybody. Uh, Latest episode sponsored by... Uh, the old zoological bar and kingfisher fish and chips in Hull. Take it away, Nathaniel. I'm, I'm scared to press anything. It's still playing <laughs> my ears, the intro. But, uh, well, shall we just move rapidly on to the football? Because it's been a pretty mixed <laughs> week. Um, I'm your host, Nathaniel, and this is Ant. Ant, get talking. Just Let's move on quickly. Right, what do you want me to talk about? Give me some well, let's talk, let, let's start with a positive that we beat Rotherham and we finally got those <laughs> early goals two in the first nine minutes and three in the first 20 minutes. So we should be beating teams like Rotherham, but we don't tend to do it in that sort of uh, emphatic fashion. So how impressed were you with the performance? Very. Uh, I felt like we've we've been saying for a long time, and I think the fan base have been saying for a long time, that one of those performances were due. Um, I feel we all felt like Rotherham could be the game and, and probably the best chance to have that kind of performance. But... Being City fans, we were quite, you know, apprehensive because we know what we're like against the teams that we should be beating. But no, it's nice that this season we seem, seem to have turned a corner in that sense, where the the, the sides we usually struggle against were, were tend to put put aside. And it was nice to see us properly brush aside a, a Championship team with with ease. Um, you know, we looked absolutely polar opposite to to where Rotherham are in terms of you know squad depth and, and quality on the pitch and. I think we'll be disappointed that we conceded a goal. Uh, I think Rosini will probably be livid that we didn't come away with that with a clean sheet. Oh, he but, wasn't um, No, yeah, I can't imagine he was. Um, it was very, very soft goal to concede as well. But the, the attacking player was was spectacular. And I feel like 
we're starting to get to a rhythm now in games, even in, even to Watford in an extent where we are controlling the games more in, in, in a more um, sort of impactful way rather than just having possession for possession sake. We're actually starting to probe and create decent chances now and um, some of our attacking players are really getting into some good areas. I, I like the way the Dlap's sort of evolving as well. He's dropping deeper and, and just making marauding runs and it's very good to watch. So yeah, it's very positive. I'm glad that we got that result and it was it was a promising start to what should have been a very promising week, uh, but didn't end, end that way, did it? Mm -hmm. uh, Will, um, I mean, you said how in the last home game against Huddersfield, that late goal sort of just collapsed into your seat in relief, but this was completely different because that early few goals meant, I mean, I was just enjoying the match after the first 18 minutes or for the next 18 minutes after a great start. So it was just nice to sort of just know, you know, unless we, you know, mess it up really badly that we've got the win in the bag. Uh, yeah, I, I was worried going into the game that it would be another Huddersfield performance where Rotherham came for the point, essentially, and put everyone back and tried to keep us out. Because, it, to be fair to Huddersfield, it, it near enough worked. It took a last-cast winner for us to actually finally get the goal. Um, but you could tell from the moment they were out, to be fair, Huddersfield, uh, Rotherham didn't look like they were going to ever sit back, even, even in the first five minutes before they conceded. They never looked like a side that was going to sit back to be fair to him. But as soon as, well, obviously, the first goal going in was great, but as soon as Philogene just turned into the filthiest footballer in the known universe, um, it just felt like a nice, comfortable evening was afoot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they sort of pushed on a little bit, Rotherham, when they were 4-0 down, 4-1 down. But, Joe, it was quite comfortable in the end, wasn't it? Absolutely. First of all, um, always a pleasure to be invited on. And to your question, Nathaniel, yeah, it was um, it was a great evening. So, so cold. I had a long sleeve top on, the jacket that Will's got on, not the exact one, but my one. Um, well, this would probably drown you, the size of this. <laughs> um, two gilets, my big coat, scarf, snood, four pairs of socks, two pairs of gloves. Still absolutely frozen solid. And it would but get colder. It would only get colder. Watford was a lot worse. But the Rotherham game was just, just remarkable. Tyler Morton in great form. Twine off the mark was great. Philogene was saucy. And the the ability that that bloke possesses is just remarkable. And like Ant said, the only, the only sore thumb amongst an evening full of very healthy fingers was the clean sheet, or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, before we lament what happened in the Watford game regarding Philogene, um, that uh, first goal he scored against Rotherham just shows, I mean, it's a bit of a contradiction, uh, but how confident he is at the moment in his game and sort of expressing himself. Because, I mean, in his interviews, he's not that expressive. So clearly he likes to do his talking on the pitch, which is a proper cliche, which yeah. it's nice to actually see him do that. So, Ant, um, that back heel, uh, how did you react to that? I mean, to be fair, from where I was sat, I struggled to see what happened. It wasn't until I saw the replays on the screen that I was like, wow. I mean, really that's the kind of goal. Took you yeah. by surprise. I mean, that, yeah, absolutely. Because that's that's the kind of goal you only do if you're on the top of your game. Um, you don't even try that if you're not confident. And like I would say, he, he's absolutely flying this season. And um, to have the arrogance to pull something off like that, um, it, it just shows what kind of player he is. I feel, I feel like that 
you know, given his goals, goal contributions in every single game that we've had so far, and he's still only getting better. Um, his his ceiling's so high, like his potential is ridiculous. And and if he can keep working on his game and keep improving on all the other aspects, like sometimes decision making needs to improve. But other than that, he's just he's, he's an absolute joy to watch. And I feel like that he's going to be one of those players we'll look back on in you know a few years time, especially if he moves on to someone you know a, a big Premier League side or somebody like that. We're going to look back and think, wow, as if we had that player here. Uh, similar to probably you know how we do with Bowen at the minute as well. It's it's, it's one of those players who's going to live in the memory for, for, for the vast majority of the fan base for a long time. So let's enjoy him while he's here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will or, or Joe, thoughts on Philogene's performance? And it was good to see him get two goals. He's now a top goal scorer. Um, but are we too reliant on him? Uh, I, I don't think it, it's hard to say because some, some games he will try and do everything himself and won't, and he can be too greedy when there's players who we could easily pass to. So I think he needs to open up a bit more so we're not relying on him too much. But when he's got that ability at this level, why wouldn't you rely on him for the most part as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because he's at our club, you know, we may as well use him. That's what good players are for. But, um, I mean, he didn't score against Watford and we lost that game and he was the main sort of attacking threat against Rotherham but uh, another player who, who's finally broken his duck Scott Twine definitely having the best of Twines at the moment uh, Joe you're saying yes thoughts on Twine in the last two games two goals well I've mentioned this when I've been on here before and I've mentioned it on other platforms as well when Scott Twine first came over and clapped the fans in the away end before kick-off and his debut at Blackburn I said to my friend who I was with, I said to her, Scott Twine's going to be the player who takes us to the Premier League. And since then, when things haven't gone his way and things like that, she's just sort of laughed in my face. But but when I saw her at halftime at, um, at the Rotherham game, it, it, it was beautiful to just say, I told you we'd come good. And then the uh, the the goal against Watford as well, because he's, he's got in those positions consistently. And it just hasn't fallen to him. That Coventry game, he was in those right positions that he scored from against Watford and against Rotherham as well. So many times, it just didn't bounce for him or there was a deflection or a block or something like that. And he's got two on the bounce now. So I think his confidence his confidence will be sky high. He's been dressed up as Petr Cech on what I assume was a Christmas night out. He went on the Christmas time out, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, they, they had the coach there waiting, and I suppose it's the only week they've got without any midweek games. So, yeah, it's right. the last week before the Christmas period where they've got a load of without the three game weeks. So they all like Xavier Simons rocked up when the players arrived the other day, <laughs> um, which was an odd one to see. So I thought that that confirms it's Christmas night out then. And I think twi- back to Twine, his confidence will be through the roof. He'll be he'll be loving life now. He's got he's got his two goals. He's got a couple of assists under his belt as well. All that eludes him is that free kick, which will come. Believe, believe it will come. Well, really, it's just the whole team needs a goal from a corner or a set piece um, free kick because we've still not scored one all season. We almost did with the penalty, which came from a corner, but. Not quite. Um, but yeah, in terms of, you know, that sort of adage about trying to get 
you know, just any goal to break your duck. He couldn't have had an easier one, but then maybe he needed that. So you have the confidence to score the one against Watford. So um, it's probably the easiest goal anyone could ever really score. I don't, I can't think of any other ones City have had where I mean, it's been so I've close been, to the line. I've, I've seen City players miss from there. So <laughs> zero point nine nine xg that was. Well, yeah. Well, there's a point zero one there. Didn't Grzycki once miss an easy tap-in like that? Probably. Yeah, not I, on I the was, goal line. I, what I was thinking of was Aaron McLean, to be honest. Um, mm. But we know, we know Traore's had his, has, hit, has had his go. Yeah. Yeah, pretty um, much. But he wouldn't Twine, miss that, I don't think. I think Twine, personally, has uh, steadily improved game on game since he came. I, I know agree. he's not. Free kicks, obviously, that's what everyone bigged him up at. Um, and to be fair, his statistics suggested he should be, but he's not showing it. He's not been able to show it as of yet. But um, he's all round game, especially uh, off the ball. Like the Watford, I know we'll get on to Watford, but in that Watford game, um, Delap was making so many runs, and what it was was Twine constantly moving about, creating space for him, moving defenders away from him. Was why Delap was able to make so many fantastic runs forward, and it's his movement off the ball. That impresses me so much, and and now the moment he from the moment he scored, his confidence just seemed to change. You could tell he looked so much more confident on the ball whenever he got it, and he, so he's unlucky he didn't score two against Watford as well because Villagin got in the way, unfortunately. Can I just say as well before the Watford game, I saw Scott going in as we were waiting to see if Tomins would get his head out his own backside and notice there were people who were. Who wanted him to sign stuff before the game didn't happen. But Scott Twine walked past us, and I said to him, uh, "You're getting another goal today, Scott. I can feel it." He goes, "I hope so." But well, he, he's so so. I'm taking the credit, kidding. Uh, he's <laughs> he's so much better through the middle. I think um, oh, infinitely. He can get more involved and and stuff like that. And another thing about him growing game on game that you said, well. He, he had such an injury hit season last season with Burnley. This is his first consistent run of games as a championship player, where yeah. he's played. What? How many games has he played on the bounce? Let's he's have a played least. pretty much any time he's fit. He started, hasn't he? I don't remember him coming up the very often. Since two fans, since two fans' injury, he's definitely pretty much played every game. I think maybe about he's one. Seventeen games on the bounce since he signed. Only three of those were coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so clearly one the senior the, rates. Yeah, they're earlier than ones. And you know, with his name, he was very well knitting things together against Watford. Stop. You know, like thread and twine. You get Stop. it. You get it. Um, but I th- yeah, I think he's been improved a whole lot. And uh, I mean, you're talking about being over reliant on Philogene if we can get the best out of him. Because when we were talking about Twine and Philogene signing in the summer, Philogene sort of exceeded expectations. Twine's just starting to reach them. But allegedly, they were as good as each other, really, when they came in. So if we can get him, you know, keeping on this run of form, especially as Tufan hasn't really been in the team as much. I think that's certainly positive. So, anything else about the Rotherham game? Just what well, I guess the main thing was that we moved into the playoffs, and that's where we still are. So, playoffs—that's good. That's where we want to be. Obviously, I, um, yeah. I think we should have scored more against Rotherham. To be honest, though. I know I was so happy 
that we finally got a big win, which we've deserved at home for ages at this point under a senior. Because Sheffield Wednesday should have been that game and they somehow managed to score twice and kind of ruined it a little bit. But that game could have been 6-7-1 or easy. But also I found it, I was I was so disappointed that um, if they were going to score the one, that it wasn't the jungle cat himself, Tommy, who got that one. Because I had a feeling if he had scored, the home fans would have cheered more than the Rotherham ones. I would have been one of those cheering. Me too. I, I love Tommy so much. So I've got Leo to do me a copy of the painting he gave to Tom. Also, I am still traumatised by uh, Jacob Greaves not scoring his goal. He's, he, that run was immense. And oh, and Chip's just seen it, said it as well. But I'm devastated that didn't go in. If I'm that so had gone in, well, if that had gone in, and I was having this having this discussion with Mark on at the football on Saturday. If that had gone in, would that have been better than Damien Delaney's? Yes. Yeah, I think so as well. Just because of Absolutely how far 100%. he ran. It would have been the best goal shot. scored at that stadium, in my opinion. Should have passed it to Delap. He should have done to no. be fair. But you can't... You can't I'm, everyone was, everyone at 0-0. Everyone had a good grease for not passing it to Delap. It's like, why would he? He's just passed six Rotherham players. It's cut inside in the box. Why would he not have a shot? But he also should have put it back onto his left. Why would he not shoot in that scenario? He should have put it in the goal hole. He's still not scored a goal at home. No. He has. He scored against Reading last year. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did, didn't he? Forget that. I was there. We were just talking about Reading and, yeah, I mean, just about that. We've beaten Huddersfield. And Rotherham now. I'm so glad we don't have to play Reading. I hate them more than Huddersfield. So. They lost to today. That, uh, the protest. I'll have my rant about the FA Cup later. <laughs> well, Bear you could have it now if you want. But, but, yeah, you've said yeah, Birmingham. We'll get, we've got... we'll get Watford out of the way. Okay. 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 Um... I'll wait and hope your internet doesn't die with. Yes, I've been having problems with that. Uh, so we lost to Watford. Uh, pretty poor start. I thought the first 25 minutes, Watford um, had a few sort of crosses in. Kayembe had three sort of chances. Two of them blazed over the bar. scored a good goal. Um, very powerful past Alsop. Uh, and then I think pretty much from there, Watford looked a good team. But we sort of controlled the game and had more chances. So some people saying, were we unlucky? Did we deserve a, a win or a draw? I thought we definitely deserved the win. But Ant, what were your thoughts on it? Because it has been much more competitive than the last three home games. Yeah, I, I felt from 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 where I was sat and where I saw that Watford knew exactly what our strengths were, um, what we we're going to try and do uh, in terms of a style of play and where they could hurt us. And I felt like... Um, their their pressing was 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 a real issue for us at times, and um, we struggled to really get into clear goal scoring opportunities for me. But I mean, we peppered the goal. We ended up with twenty two shots on them, but the amount of shots that probably were from the edge of the box are just you know sort of. I mean, there was even the one that hit Philogene. You know, I mean, there were there were, there were no real sighters barring the, the the chance that Twine had for me. But I feel like Watford, their, their two centre halves were brilliant all game. I thought Porteous and um, obviously Hoyt, they were they were fantastic at, at stopping. You know, Philogene especially struggled. Um, I think in the in the first half he grew into it a bit more, 
Um, but no, I thought we, 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 it was one of those games where we were comfortably in control. I wouldn't say Watford were the better side, um, but but it, you know they, they were definitely worth a point for me. Um, but you know, like we had the chances to win the game, so it was one of those where, unfortunately for us. Um, some bizarre goal where the centre half just decided to lob our keeper from the halfway line, and it works. Um, was 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 what happened, which, um, you know, it's, it, we we kind of asked. We, I, I, that mind threw me back to like um, when the Southampton played Wanyama did Wanyama. it. It was like one of those games where um, it, it, it was settled by a wonder goal. Um, when realistically, you know, we had there was better chances in the game for both sides to score from. So. But it was it was a good enjoyable game. I mean, it was two sides. I mean, Watford are in form. They they lost one in eight or something before coming mm. to us. Now they're yeah, only three points behind us. Um, so they're a side that's on the march really, and they're going about it quietly. Not a lot, not not a lot of people are sort of you know picking up on Watford's form at the minute. But they're a good side, and I thought it was a really enjoyable game of football. Um, but no, yeah, definitely a bit of a sickener to lose like that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I agree that it was a better game because obviously you'd rather just steamroll every team, but. Uh, watching Rotherham and Huddersfield, it's just sort of it was refreshing to see a team try to get more than a point out of the game. I guess I wish it hadn't, but yeah, I think um, I think Rotherham yeah. did try and it died. They're just that bad. Time. I think they're just not very good, so they can't really do it. But uh, yeah, um, so was it just sort of a case of poor, you know, form and uh, and luck in sort of key moments with the penalty and then that goal will. Pretty much. I think it was very similar to the Southampton game in that we were probably the better side. We just edged it as being the better side, but we didn't take our chances and Southampton did in that game and it was a case of the same. The one proper clear-cut chance Watford got the put in and then hoys it of a ball-stopped head. Um, yeah, but we should be scoring a penalty. doesn't matter who. Um, I'm surprised Philogene took it. I would have thought someone like... If, if the lap, I thought maybe that is a striker... Just hammer it, or Twine is apparently he's good at set pieces. Supposedly, well, Twine's he, he takes he, he he took penalties for MK Dons. He scored lots in that season just two years ago. Obviously, and this is the question: Who is that? Two fans usually, but if he's not on the pitch. But to me, like when from where I was sat. The lap wanted it. Philogene grabbed the ball and was like, "No, I'm having it." Which you're going to. Coyle was the one who decided who took it. Coyle Coyle had to sort of settle it out but for me that's when the worry comes and I felt like we was going to miss it because whenever you see a player or a team um, and, and they have these moments where there's two people who want the penalty and they have like this little discussion and this you know kind of little bicker about it kind of thing they always end up missing it because I, I don't know it, it must have that, you, the, last, like, the last time I remember that happening it was McGuinness and Wilkes and McGuinness won the fight and absolutely hammered it into the top corner yeah, well, obviously, it doesn't happen every time, but for the vast majority of the time, from what I've seen, um, players tend to, I don't know if it obviously messes with your focus or, you know, it just, I just had a feeling we were going to miss that one. It was a good save. It wasn't a bad penalty. It was it just was. a good save. He just guessed the right way. He had a one in three chance and he, and he got it right. But no, it's, 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 I feel like we need to have, obviously, a designated penalty taker when two fans not on the pitch because then it stops, obviously, players just wanting to claim them kind of thing because you've got sort of that, authoritarian, well, no, because he's meant to yeah. be taking it. If Philogene had been the one fouled, I wouldn't have minded that, because that's a common yeah. thing if you're the one fouled. Took, but it wasn't, it was Greaves that was fouled. I actually wish Greaves had taken it now that happened. Because <laughs> yeah, it's a very different sort of thing. Philogene took it because he's the top goal scorer and he's in, you know, good form. But 
penalty taking from doesn't really come into it. It's just that psychological thing, really. It's not really a skill thing because they're all they can all kick a football. They're players, so uh, yeah, I would have liked Twine to take it because he's taken more in his career. And, and do uh, we think Allsop could have done better? Mm. Oh, Gerald, first one, on this one. First one uh, I think he's unsighted. The second one, you can say it, but it's the way we play, so I'm not too bothered. You know, people you, like go, from where I'm sat, it looked like he could just put his hands up and and and, and punch that away. But from, from where I'm the, sat, it looked like it was going over. Yeah, from the replay, it looks it like it might just be a bit From mm. where I was sat, right behind the goal, it saw it looked as though it was going over right until the last second. But it also looked as though when it started to dip in, Allsop was in a position to put his arm up and save it. But having seen replays and stuff like that, Allsop's getting nowhere near it for me. You can't really blame him. He wasn't that far out of his goal either. People making out as if he's on the halfway line, the penalty spot, just a little bit past the penalty spot. So it's not like he's miles out of his goal either. He's still in his box, but it's just. Wesley, who saw him just slightly off his line, went for it, meant it, and in it went. So yeah. that's the way it goes sometimes. Sometimes you lose games to wonder goals like that. We can't really complain. It's the way we play. It's the um, and it was a sloppy way we lost the ball. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand why Allsop turns around and screams at Alfie Jones. but Apparently Alfie that... Jones told him to leave it, from what I've seen. Oh, Which, right. I'll be honest, if Alfie Jones has said that, I don't know how he's noticed it's going over from his I don't angle. know why. If, if Alfie Jones says it, surely as a keeper, you just don't care and you you go with your gut if you think it's going in. Regardless, like, screw what anyone else thinks. You do what's best to stop it going over that line. I don't think he was even... Like, anyway. I, mean, I don't think he was even particularly having a go. I think it was just frustration probably from conceding such a goal. And that yeah. happens... People have decided, oh no, he's having a go, he's he's blaming everyone else to sack him, get Ingram back in. It's like, no, stop. But it's like, like when Ingram was dropped, he didn't necessarily do anything wrong. Also, also hasn't necessarily done anything wrong. If anything, he's improved us. Well, yeah, Yeah, because it's it's a funny thing with Allsop because he's won us a lot of points this season, I feel like, but... Recently, the Swansea game and then the Watford game, you could argue the goals we've conceded have been his fault. So, I mean, yeah. goalkeepers are like a football player anyway. You're going to go through spats of form. And the thing that also brings us more than just his goalkeeping ability is how he adds to our possession game. That's why he's in the side above Ingram, because him him with the ball at his feet is brilliant. Like the, the, the goal we score against Watford's because Allsop's cool under pressure on the Watford press and passes it around them. And we get it to Christian into the lap and then off he runs. But it's one of those. Like there's gonna be games where you know your goalkeeper should do better. Um does that mean that I think he should be dropped for Ingram? I don't think so. Should we go for another goalkeeper in January? Also, I don't think so. Um I just think that's a bit mad considering how good Allsop's been before and I just feel like a lot of people have forgotten some I mean he made some really good saves against Watford as well. So Yeah, you think you know, that's um, his debut league game phenomenal, the very next game at Stoke. Phenomenal, one man of the match that game, and he's been consistently good. So, and it's it was hard on Ingram to drop him, yeah. But Rossini definitely signed Allsop, thinking he was going to be our number one because of how good his distribution is. And 
it, it's worked, clearly. Yeah, I think but there's only really been one goal where I've been disappointed, and that was the second one at Swansea, but this one against Watford. I'm not even sure he could have got to it, even if he'd gone for it, because it was right in the top corner. It wasn't just lobbed over and bounced in. It was sort of really well sort of pinpointed. So, yeah, I think, and you're right, the frustration because we controlled the game and then we were trying to win the game. We should have been winning through the penalty and then we end up not getting anything out of it. But not really time to panic. I mean, and you said no, it could no. have been a better week, but fortunately the results elsewhere went our way. So we've still got two points between us and seventh. That's not much at this point of the season, but we're still chugging along pretty nicely. If someone had said to, to, to all of us that we'd be in the, in the top six in December, we'd have all been absolutely ecstatic. Absolutely. And that's what we are. Well, yeah, we're, so. we're 19, 20 games in now and we're where we want to be. Yeah, And we're not the finished article, which is the thing. We've no, got January to come where I imagine we've got two or three more players coming in. The, the more the more of the players that Rosinia wants that come in, I think the better we'll get. Because, like we say, we're still in a transition yeah. from the previous era into this one. And um, I think in the next couple of transfer windows, hopefully he gets his contract signed this week, so that can be confirmed. Next couple of transfer windows, we kind of, obviously, depending on what league we're in, that's, that's the genuine thing now because we're in the top six. You can, you can discuss that. Um, it's, you know, the more it becomes the Liam Rosinia side, just the much the, the, yeah. the, the better we'll become. You can see that now because I, I don't think he's actually made a bad signing, barring everywhere last season. Maybe. I was going to say everywhere. And I, I feel like the way he hyped he knew everywhere. He knew everywhere. Yeah, he knew him. Yeah. And, and he let him down. Just, his attitude was wrong. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd we say were so saying maybe. off air before we went live, weren't we, Nathaniel, that Aliar and Cynic will be the last two of the pre Rosinha and pre Rosinha era of Adjun's ownership that get moved on. And no, I was asked ask this question after the Watford game, right? Uh, by a Watford fan. I'm going to ask you guys it because it was a really interesting question that made me think if we were to get an offer from, say, Turkey or abroad or someone for two fan and it was like two, three mil, something like that, would you let him go in January? Because I think At I would. Moment, yes. At this current moment, because in my opinion, the last few games he's played when he's come back from injury, he's not looked he's at way it off it. He's looked well off it since he came back from injury. And, and he will easily be one of our Yeah, and he's one of our highest earners to me. Yeah. And I feel like at this current moment in time, tonight. absolutely, I'd let him go. And I hate saying that because I really like him, but mm. based on current form and the players we've currently got playing, I'd very be very tempted to. Let him go for a couple of Because you could minutes. easily get if you if you if we offloaded Aliar, Cynic, and Tufan, you could easily get between five to ten mil for all three of them together. And that's two or three really good championship players you can bring in. Yeah. Well, and at least I'd just imagine, one really good in January. Yeah. Yeah. But we need a we need realistically a, a, a decent a very decent left back, don't we? At, at the very minimum. And then I would say another striker because Connolly doesn't seem to have fully recovered yet. Um, yeah. And we don't know what his injury record's going to be. Um, so obviously if we lost the lap, you'd, 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 you'd fear for how, how, how good we'd be in an offensive sense. So I do think we need another striker. This time, last year, shouting, this time last year in that situation, I'd be shouting 
academy names at you, but they're not even playing particularly well now. With the 21s, are, whether it's because a lot of those players are up training with the first team quite regular and stuff like that, I'm not sure. But they've they've not hit those same heights yet. There's been a high turnover, a lot of the West Yorkshire lads coming in, Henry Sandak coming in, etc. And I've, this time last season, I'd have been shouting, if you'd have said that, I'd have been shouting Jim Sims at you and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Oscar, Oscar recall is not the one if we're in that situation, no, let's be honest. No, no, no. Um, he's, he's not had a good season. People need to accept he's gone. I know it's only on loan, but he probably is never playing for us again. Definitely. Well, I don't know. Mets, Mets might not buy him if he continues the way he is. Yeah, but I'm, that don't mean he might not. That someone would. Someone in Portugal would. He's only played five games and not scored. Maybe he's played more than Tete. But him and Tete have played seven games together since leaving and no goals between them. What's to say that would have happened? That's I think it cost Mets three point something million for the both yeah. of them as well. So they'll be quite mad. What's to say he wouldn't have played often here? He might have got injured here. And hardly played. He never really seemed to fit in the way Rossini wanted to play in the first place. I know we've missed chances. He probably would have put away, but he never really fit into how we want to play. Definitely. Going back to the two fan thing, I wouldn't move him on purely because you've got to remember Twine's only alone. And in January, we're going to lose Traore to AFCON. So I think once he's a bit fitter and he's played yeah. some more, I'd chuck him in the 21s build his fitness up. They play on Friday in the Premier League Cup. I'm not sure what the rules are with first teamers in that, but then they've got... I know you uh, can play first teamers, can't you? But it's only one or two you can play at most. They've got a league home game where the rules are basically do what you want later this month, just before the Christmas running. So could chuck him in there against Sheffield United, which will be a very, a very, very tough game. But builds his fitness up, that kind of thing. And like I say, we're going to lose Traore in January. Twine's I'm only but we've got Slater back. But see, the in positionally though, two I fans see Slater becoming Slater. being next to Morton with Seri gone as well. I think definitely yeah. Slater fairly back. Or yeah. will he push Morton more into what Seri can do and have Slater move more mobile? Who knows? That's all to come, I suppose. Well, he's we'll refusing find out. We'll to find play. Out what happens. Yeah, he's refusing to play Connolly out wide. And Surrey and Troy are gone, so you'd have Slater and Morton, you'd have Twine in the middle or Tufan, then Twine would be out wide, and then you'd have Lakilo. But the thing is, with Lakilo and Aaron Sinek, their fitness isn't enough, and you'd pretty much not have anyone on the bench if you did get rid of Tufan. I think in the summer, yeah, think about it, but at the moment, I think, especially because, as you mentioned, Triori going and Surrey, because you could have Triori. Back there in number eight, I think. Yes, probably they play as an eight against. Was it Preston or Plymouth? Preston. Preston. Yeah. That's the best game he's played for us for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I agree yeah. with that. Paul's saying we should get uh, about three uh, signings in January and then keep two fan. Cynic and Amiel can move on. Absolutely. I, I don't like know whether it. we can sell Cynic. I keep it I'm just on the kilo there. I think he looks all right. Oh, like I think I I think people wouldn't be so harsh on the kilo if his opposite winger wasn't so good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the, we're comparing him to someone who's just out of this world, and I, and I feel like the kilo he's, he's had quite a disrupted start to the season as well with injury yes. and stuff. Yeah. 
And I, he's now just starting to get a bit of it. If we can get him a, a nice, good, consistent run of games, I feel like he's not far off a goal either. He's starting to quit in and shoot a lot more. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like he's gaining confidence off what Philogene's doing and going, all right, yeah, fair, I can do that as well. And and he is he's, he was close a couple of times against Watford. And I like his build-up play with um, Christie down that side as well. They, they, they seem to work um, better together. But no, I do like Lakila. I think there's definite promise there. And we've got to remember, he's, he's, he's a new signing. He's still acclimatising to this league and everything. So, um, yeah, I like what I've seen from him so far. Yeah. He looks a solid, sort of solid, fairly reliable player. Not amazing, but... I like oh, what I was going to say is on, on losing players or the lack of Dalap and Seri fan managed to get through the yellow card, uh, hmm. the the timeline. So now that all the yellow cards have been voided, and we won't worry about them missing games at least for the foreseeable at the moment. In case one mm-hmm. of them gets sent off, which would be typical after all that. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, can I do a mini rant? Go for it. Maybe no. like 10 seconds. Oh, okay. Or well, what else shall we talk about then, Will? Go on. <laughs> okay. We'll have you rant. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Christy, Nakulo, they look pretty good together. Christy's a good attacking player last season, really good. This year, for whatever reason, defensively, I don't trust him at all. About five um, or six times, easily let a cross go in and one of them they scored. I think, and, and that's not the only time he played against Watford. And I thought he was poor defensively and I've seen him against Plymouth. And I Defensively, I just don't think, I think he's just gone. I don't see him defend at all. Because you watch the first like one or two times, he lets a cross in and you think, okay, hopefully he can get the next one. I mean, it happens another three or four times. So, dodgy. Coyle, I prefer Coyle now. Yeah, he's um, lost. He's, he's Watford, definitely lost a little couple of yards of pace, hasn't he, from his injury? In that in that Watford game, their main threats did come down our right. Like in that first half, the amount of times I managed to get into so much space on the on the right hand side, and it was because Christie was just looked out of it for a lot of it. I agree. He's, he he doesn't look the same, and I know we're playing Coyle at left back at the moment, but I feel I, I'm, I think Coyle hasn't got the pace that Christie supposedly has. But I feel much more secure with Coyle playing in those positions. Mm. No, I feel like Coyle does have Christie's pace at the minute. I feel like since his injury, Christie's lost a couple of yards of pace. Easy. I think, obviously, it, it's easy to forget that Christie's probably... Is he the oldest player we've got? I think he is. Seri, is he? Seri, definitely. Must be Seri. So his, his, his recovery is going to be a lot sort of longer than, than most players and I feel like what he had last season it was a six month injury like it ruled him out from January to the rest of the season and them kind of injuries at that age do have sort of long term effects on, on the players when they come back from that injury and I feel like Christie's maybe suffering from that a bit but what he, he gives us offensively what he, what you know he changed the game against Swansea and um, looked really good against Rotherham you know we can't doubt his quality going forwards yeah, but, but yeah maybe there is question marks defensively and I think if we did have a 
a dabble in the transfer market and got a, a proper left back um, to 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 slot in, I would have Coyle on the right hand side above Christie um, yeah. and have Christie come on off the bench because he tends to do that quite well this season. I can't believe oh. I agree with that after last year, but yeah. Paul Scott is actually our oldest player, then Seri, then Christie. Mm. Oh, goalkeepers don't count. They can play till they're 104. They're in the prime at 32. Yeah, they are. They? They're in their prime at 36 nowadays. Because <laughs> you get... Prime at 40. Like Messi was in... Or is, he, is he 36 Messi? He's still pretty that, good. That, that famous goalkeeper, Lionel Messi. I know, but I'm saying... <laughs> even, even, nowadays, even the elite... Uh, outfield players are still at their peak late, you know, not late 30s, but early 30s. Um, I mean, every time Croatia play a, a, a tournament, I think surely they're going to all retire and they're all still going at like 38. Yeah, that's true. Why so, is playing yeah. past your 40s this rare thing? People, ne- kids these days have never heard of Stanley Matthews, have they? Well, see, that's di- I feel like you, the, the fitness levels and the running you have to do back then. It won't have been as a demanding a game. So why do you nowadays play until they were forty-five? At the higher levels nowadays, you don't you don't tend to see many players thirty-five onwards playing week in week out. Do you? I feel like Leicester uh, Vardy at Leicester, he's even playing one game and missing the next because he's thirty-six now. I think. Um, so I, I just mean the top, 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 top players. Mm. But that's because they're top, 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 top players, I guess. No, yeah, they're we don't have any of those. Michael, <laughs> they just change their positions, don't they? It's like like um, Rooney just sort of got deeper and deeper as the career went on. He became a CDM before he became a manager. Um, but when they're that good, you can stick them anywhere, can't you? But no, he's, I, I, Dean Windass scored at 39 in the Premier League. Not that he was... Um, you know, scored very often in the Premier League, but he did. 137 played Sorry, 55 games last mean, season. You mean he scored in the Premier League? Yeah, that got that that, that one goal against Portsmouth that he definitely scored. He definitely he scored that goal. A credit, he was credited yeah. a goal. Let's say that yeah. Yeah, he didn't Tommy score. He was credited a goal. Tommy has got credited a goal, but Jared Bowen smashed in from 25 yards against Middlesbrough. Yeah, came off Eves. Eves, <laughs> Eves, wonderful. What you mean is it came off of Eves's gravitational field because it didn't come off Eves. Well, it did. I remember that was a very nice game because I was watching it at home and my cat finally, for like only the fifth time in its whole life, uh, sat on my lap. And then when we scored the equaliser, I shouted so much I scared her off. And you traumatised it. Yeah, so I don't think she's been in my lap since in what six years, seven years, that four years. That was December twenty nineteen, wasn't it? Four years then. I'm not very good at maths. Before the dark times, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. we still had Bowie. Um, talking about old people being rubbish at football. Um, Paul's commented in that Seri looked lost against Watford, and I agree. I thought, sort of. Defensively, a few players got past him too easily again, but that's not really I've, what he's in the team for, I guess. But I feel like that's because we've we've tactically in the last couple of games we've pushed Morton further up, and yeah. Seri's more isolated now. Uh, yeah. Whereas we played Morton a lot deeper alongside Seri, they were both basically doing the same role. And we've kind of converted Morton to a box-to-box midfielder now, and Seri was on his own quite often, and I feel like he's definitely not got the pace 
to be a lone midfielder trying to cover the back four. Um, so maybe that's something that we need to try and switch depending on what team we're facing. I mean, against Rotherham, it's probably fine to push Morton up there, but against Watford, maybe let's not leave Seri on his own. <laughs> yeah, I can't okay. to Seri, Nathaniel, as an old person. Well, in terms of football, I mean, he's still a young man. Everyone's an old person, even you, Joe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure. Sure. You say it that well. I'm not even 18 yet. Mm. Well, the fans are on four. Enchep says that we got out muscled against Watford, and uh, yeah, we'd well, like a physical mid. In well, we're meant to be in for match bad, aren't we? Mm. Yeah, that was well. That was the rumor obviously in summer, and he got injured, didn't he? So it wouldn't surprise he went back in for him. Yeah, but he, he came back quicker than everyone thought he was going to, and he's done pretty well, I think, for Derby. Um, uh, it's yeah. true that we probably did get our muscle against Watford, but it's also helped when the referee doesn't know what a free kick is, which mm. is... Uh, it was nice to go back to having referees in the EFL that don't know what they're doing, but I suppose it's better than having referees that don't know what they're doing in the Premier League, but then have VAR to correct them, and then decide, now nah, I'm going to keep with the shit decision. It's basically just confirming. The, the only difference is that in the EFL, it's not confirmed whether they got it wrong or not. But in the Premier League, it's confirmed that they did get it wrong and then they don't change I think I'll take, the, I'll take the lack of confirmation, personally. Yeah. It just takes longer for, the, for, for it to be worse. I like being able to celebrate a goal and celebrate it then when it happens. It's always lovely, that. Yeah. Yeah. But when we're, you know, having to wait every, like, 10 minutes for us to score in the Premier League when we're... Up there with the senior ball, challenging at the top of the table in a few years, you know. Oh, sorry, next year we'll have to get used to it, I suppose. That's the dream, that's the dream, though, isn't it? But that is, uh, that is the dream. I, I guess we're talking about these players and a few things not working out, but having you know, not having the squad that Leicester have and still being in the playoffs with a lot sort of that with that ceiling still to go to improve. Not every sort of lineup and uh, tactics are airtight, so I'm still fairly happy with how we're doing. Well, I'm delighted, really. It's just a shame we couldn't have got that buffer to sort of push into uh, fifth if we uh, won, we would have gone up against uh, above West Brom. So, anything else to mention about Watford? Or... I was going to say, Nathaniel, on a contrasting note to that, that's something you're very happy with, something no one is happy with. How out of Eastleigh, Reading, Newport, Barnet, Major, You've stolen etc. this from me, you twat! <laughs> <laughs> we end up with begging of a home! Right. Time to beat Rooney again, though. In the last... The FA Cup draw, that we was one of the last six teams there, the last six balls of that draw were Hull City, Birmingham City, Newport or Barnet, Eastleigh or Reading, would have been Eastleigh, Maidstone United or Stevenage or Port Vale, and we get the fucking championship team at home. For fuck's sake, can we have Not a even away in the FA Cup just once? Horrible, boring. They should ban it. It's just ban same division matches, ban them. Boring. I mean, it would completely break the competition, but no, they, they should. That will be picked by broadcasters, but we see that twice a season already. Yes. Sunderland Newcastle, that is incredible. That I love. Yeah, because they're out of the divisions of each other, yeah. That I love. 
what it should be is what they're doing, like the also what the what the FA Cup one of the things that the FA Cup should do is something that they're doing like the German Cup, and I think the French Cup do it is the lower league side should host the game as well. Every time. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one really wants them to have it, you know, have those teams away from home. That's not really what you want from a cup competition, is it? Because you want, the whole point is that you playing, you can play at those grounds and then they have the chance to go to Wembley at the end. So it's not fun for anyone, is it really? Well, I've, I've done, I think, thank the Lord it's not Birmingham away. Because I've been to Birmingham away once this season. Been stiff with a four-hour coach ride there where it took us an hour to get to Goul, got stuck round Donny, moved less than two miles in 40 minutes round Tamworth, then stuck on that long road going into Birmingham, got at the ground at five past seven, couldn't have a McDonald's because the queue was too long, and the pie I had in the ground was... Ugh. So, not Hull City Scram. So, not Hull City Scram. Not Crumble Scram. So, oh, that's that that crumble. Now that that was a win. That that made me forget about the game when we had that in the press room after the match. The game didn't matter anymore. <laughs> um, fun fact: I was supposed to be in Birmingham tomorrow. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's the funniest fact I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm delighted. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh yeah, I thought it was fun. I en- I enjoyed telling it. And that's more but important. Yeah. Look at that. Joe's right. Thank God at least it's at the at home. At least it's at yeah. home. That's um, just... if, you, if it's a no. boring tie, you want it to be at home. Yeah, so you don't have to waste going away. Yeah. Hopefully especially just after because... Christmas. Ta- especially financially just after Christmas as well. It's just... Uh... We've not won a cup game in like three years as well. And it's the week after we have to go to Hillsborough, and anyone who's going to Hillsborough won't be able to afford another match for four years. They'll, they'll, they'll have to remortgage their homes and yeah. go to food. Well, so, no, they'll yeah. just have to sell their homes, Ant. No point in been a good innings. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sheffield Wednesday. Grim. Not as grim as Sheffield United. Can I, I mean, this is completely not related to well, anything. How's it but... not as grim as Sheffield United? It's equally grim. Yeah, but they at least won yesterday. Imagine being so bad that you lose 5-0 to Burnley, who hadn't got a home point all year. Sheffield United fans, I, you know, lol, but also, that's horrible. Uh, shall we move on to QPR? Yeah, I think we should. So a few weeks ago, we were talking about this being a good opportunity for three points, but in typical City fashion, they've now won two out of two. 4 oh, two against Stoke. To no, oh, it, oh, it's not. It's not. It's just. It's just typical. Just that you know. Hopefully, that's we can get an easy game. Aligned itself is what See, you're trying to say. That's the thing about the championship or any division is that yes, you have to play everyone twice, and everyone has to do that. But you don't. Like if you play, like last season when we played QPR at the start. QPR were really good. And then halfway through the season, we beat them 3-0. They're not always the same team. So it'd be nice to have to play every team, even if they're in lo- a lower position, when they're what in poor form. You wish Gareth Ainsworth was still manager. Of course. I mean, Who that'd be ridiculous from QPR. But uh, yeah, we've not, to do the for the we've not lost two in a row under Rossini. That's the question. Could... Could we lose again if QPR are in good form, or do we think we'll get back to winning ways? If we underestimate them. 
we could lose again because against what we can play well and lose. I look at the game we've just played. Yeah, they are playing much better stuff under this new gaffer. I feel like he's 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 highlighted the two players that can make a difference in their team, i.e. Chris Willock and, and Elias Chair. And he's given them the freedom to um, properly attack up front, which is something obviously Ainsworth wouldn't do. Um, and they are starting to play some nicer stuff. I, I mean, I watched the last game and, and on telly and they were quite, you know, they play some decent football. They're, they're, they're quite similar to us now. They want to play out from the back and, and, and try and press high and that kind of thing. So it'll be a tough game. Um, certainly a lot tougher than it would have been, like we said, if it was, if it was under Ainsworth. But, Again, with where we are as a team and the, and the standards we've set, we should still be going there and aiming to win. Um, but the only the only thing that will stop us is going in there and sort of taking it for granted and thinking that we're just going to waltz in there and win because obviously in this league has shown um, that that's not going to happen. Um, so hopefully, you know, our top players, you know, I use your Dilaps, your Philogenes, they're all on form and, and we can just sort of end their little mini revival. Keep well, going. Yeah. were let them take it for granted because he would take it for granted. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that's that's probably the difference with the club at the minute is Rosinia's standards are so so high and so set in stone that you know and anything below what's acceptable and he's fuming in he so that's a good thing. I think that's probably why we're beating the sides we never used to, i.e. the sides that we should beat. Because because he's he's set such high standards this season that the players have got to meet it or else you know you won't be playing. Mm-hmm. Is it time for the best part of the podcast? What is it? The end? Are we finished? Yes, it's it's the end of the podcast. No, it's the combined lineup. Now, before you all say, "Oh, this is awful," I've got to read it out for the audio listeners, our lovely audio listeners. Asmin Begovic in goal because, you know, Alsop got lobbed and, you know, you can't include him, even though it's made a mistake. Uh, whatever his first name is, Pal at left back because he's got three goals. Yeah. Greaves and Jones and Louis Coyle at right back. Tyler Morton and then a very attacking lineup. We've got Philogene, Elias Scher, Scott Twine, Chris Willock, and then Liam Delap up front. Uh, thoughts? I actually agree with that. Thank you. I mean, you say actually I agree with that. Usually people do. <laughs> I'm pretty good at this. It's been a long time since I've done a very bad one. I feel like if any side has a left back that's a natural left back, this should always just be in this combined eleven. Yeah, because Greaves goes to centre back, doesn't he? Because we just don't have one, do we? Will's 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 very intrigued. Very. Where's Brian Longman? Longman plays for Millwall. Yes, and that doesn't normally stop you. <laughs> what, I've not included him or, even when we played Millwall I couldn't include him because he wouldn't be eligible so I've got to at least have some kind of rules um, No, I think you've done well there Nathaniel, well played No, to be fair, I, I can't disagree with anything but I, It's I, a I've shame that this it's, a, it's a shame Elias Scher isn't the uh, sitting midfielder Stop right now Because, you know, his name Thank is Chair much. Very good, very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so four attacking sort of midfield players, and then that's like a lot of goals. And Morton would get forward quite a lot, we'd probably can win or lose every game like 5 4. But that'd be that'd be a good that's lineup. I'd be very want. happy with that. I was just that's gonna say, I'd be wanting that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and he's really not got it because we've scored, what, uh, more than three goals, like, what, four times in a year? Or well, longer than that? He's offering Liam the, the uh, new contract, so obviously he's fine with it. Yeah. I think the standard of football is a lot more entertaining exactly. than what we've had in previous years. That's 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 what he means. Better than Shotter. Mm. Mm. Paul's not happy. You're not usually good. You put Huddersfield and Rotherham player in the 11 previous weeks. Well, when I have to talk to fans <laughs> of the other club, uh, it feels really bad to, in a game where we yeah, might lose, potentially. To be fair, to against Ro- for the Rotherham game, even I would say, because we were talking about it, yeah, I would have definitely had uh, keep uh, for his kit in now. You're handsome, yeah. yeah. And I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I had someone else. Yeah, because you're so. a mentalist. Yeah, oh. that, that, that's, that's, that's the issue there, I think. Well, just for a few minutes, I was having a nice time. <laughs> but yeah, I do deserve that because I, I honestly, I just forgot he existed. Um, so. And he actually had a decent game against us, despite. He did. Yeah, he we didn't won by a lot more, he won't blame. Yeah. And but then Heyman made some good saves. It's not his fault that Rotherham faced 90 shots a game. Like, he, he could only save so many. He's uh, the reason it was only 4 1. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 it, like, like the Rotherham lad said, the only reason he's not at a bigger team, I think, is because his distribution isn't that good. But in terms and of actually being. He, he did most of that. He did most of those saves after being having his head knocked clean off by Delap's shot mm. for the uh, second goal. Sorry, the third goal. Good goalkeeper. If he yeah. can play with his feet. We, we could go in for him in, in January. <laughs> but he's not going to fit our system, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I know it's not Hull City related, but I mean, I talked about the Euros in the last game and we've already talked about one draw. Thoughts on the England draw playing Serbia, Slovenia and Denmark next summer? It's not a bad draw. To be fair, in the press room, most of the people in that press room were facing the TV, watching the draw, rather than actually listening to the press conferences. Mm. But I mean, Mm. when Valerian Ishmael says, oh yes, we planned to do that second goal, you can't really listen to a word he's actually saying after that point. I feel like he's lying. (laughs) So So what he's trying to say there is that in training... They've been getting one of their goalkeepers to sort of come off his line a bit, and then they're centre half one corner to the top corner from the halfway line. I, I think somebody's lying in, in, in this situation. Or it, I no mean, way that's even if it does work, I, I I feel like it's just a waste of time. Most players yeah, can well, just it, kick it, a ball very far Saturday. anyway. It wasn't yesterday. Mm, but, but but yeah, the Euros draw. Yes, it was a good draw. Um, yeah, could it could have been better, but it could have been a lot worse. Well, it's a tricky group, but it's one that the one that one that we can definitely get out of. I feel like I mean, it could have been. I I expected us to get Netherlands. I feel like that they were going to be in ours when we was watching it. No, uh, I expected us to get Italy. I expected us to get Italy. We yeah. always 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 seem to draw Denmark, whether it's qualifying, whether it's. Group stage where at some point in at some yeah, point we played in, them in the last three tournaments. We always seem to play Denmark. Oh, no, we, we played them last two. The, well, it's, it's we either Sweden or Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, that's why I was we thinking. We play them very, very Denmark, often. Then. Them combined. We, have, we, we always play Scandinavian side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that Serbia are probably the best team. Out of the rest of them. I th- I'm not I sure Denmark that. is quite as good, and they've got Jovic and Tadic and Vlahovic. No, no. The reason and, uh, that Serbia, 
the reason that Serbia will be the toughest team is because they're a physical, aggressive side who will try and wind up and antagonise the England team and try and shit out it a bit. Whereas yeah. Denmark will try and play football against us. And they're not the same team they were a couple of years ago, but they're still a good side. Thing is with this if group, Australia can beat them. In this group, um, like in this Euros, the top three teams, broke, it, it, it's the top two and then the best fair place teams go through. If England don't get through that group, they don't deserve to. Listen, the, the standard of our squad, we should be winning this tournament, let alone the group. Yeah. So it's... it's yeah. We could scrape with four at, points and get through. Yeah. When you look at when you look at the tournament as a whole, um, and you look at the squads of these teams, it's like in Europe, us and France are just better than everyone else at the moment in Europe. And we just had to but, play at uh, the World Cup. Gareth Southgate's got to make those players click, though. Well, he's going to be play, He's going to be picking Henderson again. So I don't know why I'm getting my hopes up in any sense. Yeah. Calvin Phillips. Uh, I think if you look at it, we'll probably play Slovakia or Romania in the next round, and then Spain and maybe Germany. So if things go as Germany get out the group, do. Uh, well, yeah, Germany have got to get out the group first. Well, yeah, absolutely. We've got to get past Scotland first. They probably will honest, get out of the normally, group in their own that's, country. That's normally a joke. Normally, that's a joke. They'll get past Scotland. But Germany have been so rubbish. Even Scotland might beat them at a tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm just glad that on our side of the draw, I mean, there is Spain, but we're not playing France until the final if everything goes. But that's it's months and months away. And yeah, the main thing is just to win the first game against definitely... Serbia and then move on from there. So. I'm glad I don't have France's group. Hmm. Netherlands, Italy, Albania, Spain. That's the group of death, isn't it? For Albania, yeah. What? What, what draw <laughs> are you looking at? What, what do you mean? That's that's what it. When what? were the Netherlands in a group with Italy, Albania, and Spain? Oh, it's Croatia, Italy, and Spain. Netherlands are in with France and Austria. Yes, they are. Mind you, that's not a. That, that's still that's a that's a tough group. To be fair. I mean, it was the same when you had, what was it, Germany, Portugal and France at the World... No, at the last Euros. That isn't really a group of death because because the third team can go through. Only Hungary didn't go through, and so it's not... That's expected anyway. So, yeah, it sort of breaks it a little, a little bit. won the Euros, didn't they, in 2016, getting through as a third-place team? They were, my, they were genuinely, I think, the worst team to win the Euros I've ever seen. Yeah, Denmark when they won it had to be the worst because they didn't even qualify. But no, no. At the tournament, they must have been good. I've watched sad, sad, sad bastard that I am. I've seen those Denmark games from Euro '92, and I think the race Mm. in those matches, Portugal were just unbearable to watch. They were Greece in 2004 was better to watch. Yeah, but it's tournament football, you know. Got to be sort of. Tight at the back. And... What's the what date's the first game? June the sixteenth, I want to say, or is that England's first game? Well, if because we'll be on like the third day, won't we? With it being Group C, so that means it starts when all my exams are done. That's lovely. Good, good. I, I think sitting my feet up all day watching 
I'm just glad we're going back to a tournament in the summer. Mm. Yeah. And in one country, and yeah, in which one isn't country. massive. And then we've got well, Saudi yeah, Arabia 2034 to look forward to. Yeah, and the USA, Canada, and Mexico. That's not a small, that's just a small one, that. And but I think the worst a is... Cup, a World Cup set in Spain and Portugal and Morocco. Oh, oh and we're going to have some matches in South America too. Why? Love it! This will make you all laugh. I, I hey, but, I'm saying that, we're saying that, but Britain's also hosting the Euros in 2030. <laughs> True, but we are only a very small island. Yeah. Travel-wise, it'll be easier. I think what will make you all laugh here is that I, I think I heard somewhere, I think HITC7 mentioned it, Alfie's video on the corruption for the 2034 World Cup is ace. I think he said that Saudi Arabia have got their eyes on hosting the 2035 Women's World Cup when their women's Which team... incredible. When their women's team was established 18 months ago. That's really yeah. bad. And there's a good it's chance in theory, because of, of rules in Saudi Arabia about what women have to wear, every player would have to like be fully, completely clothed from like neck to toe as well. Every, every player would be in prison for a thousand years. Rubbish. It didn't make any of us laugh because it's so depressing. But, yeah. I mean, that is laughable. You laugh at the absurdity of it. Yeah. Um, it makes me slightly depressed. Like, like, I don't hate Newcastle United, and I like seeing the results. And then I remember, oh, no, they're, they're a bullshit now. They're a bullshit yeah. now. Oh, God. I mean, it's isn't it the sort of – is it Pride Month or is it just um, – It was the Rainbow the, Laces uh, weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the initiative that was on this weekend. And it's Which, so pointless considering where the money comes from. Yeah. Very before sad. someone sent a dump truck of money to his house. Mm. To end on a positive note, um, audio listeners, sorry, but this is a lovely what print? Thirty-five millimeter print photo. Uh, David Jones, who was on our last podcast, sent this to me as a gift for. Come on, uh, and did you well. get one? Uh, Good. It's not favouritism then. And uh, mine's got Ryan Longman on it, obviously. So. What? What's it of? Is it of the, just the stadium? It's of the stadium. It's a very nice, nice picture. Yeah, very good pictures. Yeah. So thank you very much, David, and he can come on again. I'm sure. Um, Absolutely. So last thing to do. QPR away next week. What are our predictions? Will uh, do you think you know, you know, maybe maybe a score draw or maybe no no maybe hey. maybe maybe one hey. QPR something like that? Last time we played them, it was three nil. Oh, yes. So who so knows? It won't happen again. The pace <laughs> well, might uh, finally break. It might. It might. Uh, but so three nil. Will I'm going that? You can change. No one no. would think less of you. I, I am sticking to my guns. Okay, and um, I think it'd be a quite cagey game this one. Uh, I'm going to go two-one City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joe, I just I don't have no faith in a clean sheet anymore. Exact same, same as that. I was just thinking. I have, I'm going to say two-one. I don't think a clean sheet will happen, but 
I can see us scoring, and we'll go with that. Okay. Uh, Will, are you still top of the prediction leaderboard? I haven't been top for ages. It shows you how often you've been checking up on it. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm not. Second or third bottom. Who's top? It's not me, is me. it? Is oh. that, it's Mr. Rose on two fan up there. Hmm. I'm... You're second, I think. I thought Aiden I, I'm was something like that. You're, you're a point third. behind me. I'm going to go... 2 1, 2 1 hole. So okay. everyone else no. is picking 2 1, right? You're going to say okay. me. So even if it's the correct result, you'd still be behind me. Yeah, but see, I forgot what you'd said. Um, I'm going to go 2 2. We've had a lot of 2 2s away from home. We've had two. I'm going to go 2 2. 2 2. Desmond. That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, pretty mixed week. Four points from three games, pretty much average. Uh, when that happens, and um, still in the there any changes zone. anyone would make for QPR? Um, who would you what Slater in maybe, but who for? Um, I'd bring Christy out. That's the one I was about to say. The other one I'm going to consider is bringing Christy out, putting Coyle back to right back, putting Greaves back to left back, and bringing McLaughlin in. Yeah, for an away game, that might be good. At some point, but I don't think I do, but I just do not see it happening. I don't. I think he'll play against Birmingham in the FA Cup, and that'll be it. Yeah, but even then, Vinagra might be back by that point, so he might not even play. I still think he'll play fairly. I'll give him his one chance. (laughs) Watch him have the game of his life, and we'll have found an absolute gem. Just taking too long to get that to that point. Saying that, the one time I've seen him play for the 21, it was awful. Mm. Oh, oh well. Sorry, James. (laughs) If you're watching. (laughs) To be fair, he wasn't the only first team around a mare that night. Lockheed conceded six. I'm just trying to think Ah. of a pun about like like a a long amount of time and furlong. A A furlong is a distance you did. Just, Just do some distance thing. Uh, he's got a he's long way to go then. For a, long, for a long time to get his debut. Yeah, there you go. You said it there, and you said it so immediately. I'm giving Joe the opportunity to, to, to do one instead of me. I'm the king of disgusting puns, so if you ever want one, I can come up with something. Mm, I might challenge you on that uh, title. With, with the level of Nathaniel's punnage, I don't think we need more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite possibly. But uh yeah. So Ant, Will, Joe, thank you very much. Good analysis as yeah. always. And uh yeah, everyone who's been listening and voting or liking, retweeting, sending abusive comments to me via email, all of that <laughs> stuff, all if any method of engagement. I mean I've never had an abusive email, so please be the first. Um I mean no one knows what my email I'm is. Guessing you're you, not counting, you I'm, I'm guessing you're not counting the ones I send you daily then. <laughs> Those those must go straight to my my spam then. So yeah, all of that. Thank you very much, and we'll see you again next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. 
Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.